Hello, and welcome back to the Raw Thoughts podcast. In this chat, Branwyn and I are giving our raw thoughts on our not-so-satisfactory therapy experiences, how we dealt with them, and what we learned from them. This was actually voted on by my followers on Instagram. I am going to start putting up polls in my story so you can vote on what topic you'd like to see next. So if you want to be a part of the next one, make sure you follow me at Sunny Paxton on Instagram and keep an eye out for my stories so you can uh, have some input on the next topic. A little note about today's episode, there seems to be a small technical difficulty. It's not too noticeable, but sometimes um, I think like Brandon and I's audio are a little bit delayed, so it sounds like we're kind of talking over each other at certain points, and certain points it's not. Um, I'm using Spotify Live to record currently, so I'm going to try out a couple of other options and see if that resolves the issue, but I hope it's not too distracting and you still get something out of this episode because I think it was a great conversation. But anyway, hope you enjoy and I will see you next Sunday. Hello. Hey. Hey. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so yeah, talking about some bad therapy experiences that we've had personal. Um, mm-hmm. and this was chosen by the people, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a, as a preface, just want to say that I do not think any of these therapists are bad therapists. Everyone need something different from therapy and what might have not worked for us might work for you what might have bothered us might not bother you at all and I also think that sometimes having these little hiccups or little you know um, ruptures in the relationship with your therapist isn't necessarily a bad thing like it can be completely normal and it can actually be a healing experience to bring it up so it doesn't necessarily mean you have a bad therapist or anything just because you have like a slightly negative experience so yeah (laughs) all that being said uh what what have has your experience been with therapy bran well i feel like there's been like obviously bad experiences good ones too um I didn't I've only ever seen one therapist so like that's one therapist and then a bunch of like what do you call it intake appointments or or like a con- consultation yeah like a consultation yeah so I've had a bunch of those but like really only one therapist so I can really only talk on that experience and and it didn't work out I'm guessing <laughs> It didn't work out. I was seeing her for like six like months, maybe half a year, maybe a little longer. This is a little bit of time, but yeah, it it ended and not in like a 
huge like bad way it kind of just fizzled (laughs) on on my part but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like it wasn't like it was anything major but it was just maybe like a like a few things accumulating that maybe you know yeah like accumulating over time and then also combined with maybe me not being like completely ready or like open as well like would be a factor in it yeah for sure I mean it can be hard to know how much of it like when you have a bad therapy experience it's like how much of it is me how much of it is therapist like it's really hard to determine that you know Mm -hmm. totally like even in the very beginning like when I started she had a sliding scale for finances like different people's financial situations and and I like didn't want to say too low of a number but I think I was under you know not underselling myself but like or overselling myself a bit and you know when when she'd be like are you comfortable with that price kind of not speaking up for myself and being like yeah yeah but then actually not being comfortable with it so it's hard to like yeah it's not really her fault but yeah just not being comfortable comfortable to bring that up and and over time like price was like something that like I felt weird about and it like wasn't feeling worth it to me how much I was paying Mm. yeah yeah I mean we we talked about this when it was happening and it's like it's just because you can afford something technically like you can you actually have the money to pay for it doesn't mean you actually can afford it as in like you know with your budget and your lifestyle and everything like if it's taking such a big chunk like that's not sustainable and it's just like it is really hard to bring that kind of stuff up because it's it's like sometimes you go to therapy because you're you're bad at advocating for yourself and stuff but then it's like there's moments in therapy where you need to advocate for yourself so it's like so tricky yeah it is and like I was going once a week in the very beginning and it was tough to like tough financially and then after a while I switched every other week and it felt better financially but then worse because I felt like we weren't making a lot of progress and I just like didn't feel as comfortable like we weren't building that relationship like consistently enough for me I guess and once I did bring it up she was so okay with it I just needed to bring it up and it was kind of like I felt so silly I was like oh she obviously doesn't care well she cares but like she would listen to me but it felt like oh I don't want to there's so many things like I don't want to offend her like or like is this the lowest she'll go I don't know like I was scared she'd say no even though it's like if it's not working then it's not working like if she's like I can't go lower then it's like well there there you go I'll just have to find a different therapist you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
be so hard to ask those questions that you kind of don't want to know the answer to like if it's a negative answer I do that a lot like all the time like I'm scared of like the answer being something so like that I don't want it to be so I just like will avoid (laughs) asking altogether when it's like "Mm." but like you said if it won't work it won't work you know and it's like putting yourself in a bad position Mm -hmm. do you mind saying like how much you were paying for the therapy sessions I was paying $90, I think, right? each time. And then when after we talked about it, it went down to 65 And I felt good about talking about it. Like, oh, okay, I brought it up. And we went down like a significant amount. But then it was just still too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. And after that, it kind of, I kind of just like stopped going because it was just like yeah getting too much and and it was already hard enough to bring it up the first time I was kind of like stressed about bringing it you know again (laughs) like being like like you share she already lowered it a bunch and then Mm. being like can you lower it more and it's hard because for that specific therapist the sliding scale ended there like it wasn't like a affordable therapy you know she wasn't that affordable Right. And I feel like part of it too is like, you know, obviously advocating for your needs is uncomfortable. And then like, yeah, having to do it again, it's kind of embarrassing to be like, actually, I need lower than that. But also, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that like your relationship with her maybe also made it more uncomfortable to like advocate for those needs because I remember you telling me that there was like some needs that you felt like weren't really being met or like you'd express them and it would just kind of go unheard kind of, I mean, it was heard, but like it would happen again. So like, what was the first like kind of negative, like, you know, rupture that you kind of had with your therapist? Like, would you say? Mm, It's so long ago. It's very hard, but But at least just one of them. Like, yeah, I guess one of them was like, she, she's very like holistic, like therapist and kind of like, focused on like mind body connection a lot and one of the things she recommended was this crystal it was like blue agate or something and I was like okay and I went and I got some and it was really nice and then a few sessions later she like recommended it again like kind of brand new and I was like oh yeah like you already recommended this to me it was just like a little thing it wasn't huge but it was just like a little like oh okay you know yeah yeah Yeah, I feel like most of our bad experiences are very little but they just like add up over time kind of thing yeah 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 that would be hard too because you actually made the effort to go out and buy the crystal like I feel like if you maybe didn't buy it it would be like less of a like oh yeah, kind of a reminder to buy it again, but you actually like took on her words. You like went out, you got it. And then to have that again, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember- oh, sorry. Like, Go ahead. sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like doing the, someone's like, do the dishes and then you do them. And then they're like, can you just do the dishes? And it's like, I already did it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, 
I remember you saying something about like she had you do like a scale to rate something and that was kind of like difficult for you at points oh it was like at the beginning and the end of every session it was kind of like a like an opening there's a few opening questions and then a few ending questions kind of like how I don't really remember the, the specific questions but at the end it was kind of like how did you feel about today's session do you feel like we're connected or what like whatever and it was kind of like um I guess for her she was saying it's helpful for other her other clients to instead of answering the questions kind of put it on a scale like oh answer this like one to ten like how how much do you feel this way so we did like a like I'd answer in a one to ten scale but then I felt like I was always saying like around six seven Mm -hmm. and I kind of like stayed in that range and we talked about it and I was like because I don't really know like I feel like under five is really bad so I'd never go there because it was never like super bad but it wasn't great so then I'd always stay in the like six to eight range right which is actually pretty high right but I was thinking of it, I was telling her, like, I feel like I think of it as, like, a kind of, like, a school thing. Like, you know, when you're getting, like, under 50%, you're failing. So I'd never go there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah. So after we had that conversation, we kind of, like, spent time kind of giving words to each number. And so, like, it wasn't, like, a f- under five failing, but it was, like, four is feeling, like, this word, this word, this word, like, we looked at this wheel of all these like different like emotions and stuff. There's a bunch of words and kind of just picking through it and seeing like attaching feelings to each number to make it more like tangible for me. Right. Um, and like, was that helpful? Like, did that help? I feel good about that at first. Like it was helpful and I was like, yeah, but then I still just didn't like love it like I don't know it just didn't really work for me I guess like like she was saying it works for some people and it doesn't for others so yeah I personally would find that hard I feel like it just feels like I'm like put on the spot to like do a rating and then I never want to rate someone too low like for some reason with a number it seems so much harsher whereas if I were to say like oh I'm not feeling super connected but like you know I'm open to it or something like that'd be easier to say than like four like I'm rating you a four or something yeah yeah I never wanted to be like mean or something you know yeah which is so hard Mm -hmm. because it's like you're then you're like taking care of your therapist feelings when really they should just be taking care of you and that's not her fault or anything but I think for someone who's like yeah already struggles with like advocating and like maybe being a bit of a people pleaser it's hard to rate people honestly like with a number like that's a little harsh Mm -hmm. for me you know so I think I would struggle in the same way you know as you did yeah and then also just like I I felt so uncomfortable in some some sessions and like we would talk about that but like it'd be like 
you know, I'd be talking and I kind of have a hard time crying in front of people. Like I feel like I try to hold it in. And, you know, when you get that like sore feeling in the back of your throat when you're like wanting to cry and you're not. And she'd yeah. be like, do you feel that? Like just take, take deep breaths and like you can let it out. And and it was it was nice, but I still just wasn't there, like just was not comfortable. And then she'd be like, how are you feeling in your body? And I would just be like, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. It was, I just felt super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, it's great to like be connected to what you're feeling in your body. But sometimes like for people who have experienced trauma, it's actually not even safe to like get in touch with what you feel like in your body yet. You know what I mean? Or it would need to be done like slowly at your own pace. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it'd be hard to do that in front of a new person. Like you're making like connections and what you feel into your body, maybe for the first time ever about certain feelings. And that's just really tricky, you know, but again, nothing that she did wrong, but it's just like, it wasn't maybe working for you. (laughs) Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like we just didn't really jive as like client and therapist yeah and I remember you saying like she maybe came across a bit too formal for you like kind of thing yeah it definitely wasn't super casual it wasn't super formal either but it just felt like kind of and maybe this was on my part because I feel like at the beginning I'd always do it at my desk (laughs) And I would, like, set it up and do it at my desk. And then after time, she was, like, you can get more comfortable. Like, I really don't mind if you do it in your bed or, like, whatever, whatever. So I started doing that, and it was, like, more comfortable. But she, like, wasn't super casual either, which maybe, like, someone who is, like, more casual would kind of bring me out of my shell more. Yeah, like kind of cracking jokes or like laughing about things. Like I think I really like that with my therapist. Like yeah. we're not always talking about like completely serious stuff. I mean, it always goes there, but there's times where we just talk about like how we both like Harry Potter or like what I did on the weekend and like laughing about stuff too. And I feel like that helps me open up about the deeper stuff yeah. because yeah, yeah, and it's I think not so formal. <laughs> and I think since we were only doing it every other week. Or I don't know, I had an idea about therapy in my head. Like, I'd be thinking about all the really serious stuff that I wanted to get to and the stuff that, like, was really weighing on me, really, like, like, I wouldn't talk about, like, everyday feelings and stuff. I feel like I'd just go straight to the really, like, traumatic things in my life because I felt like, oh, like, I want to go there. Right, right. Like, that's what I want to talk about, you know? And really, I don't know, like, maybe I should have, like, talked about other stuff. Yeah, I mean, because it's, like, everyday things, they all connect back to these big things. So it can be, like, a nice in to just kind of, you know, we talk about, like, how you got triggered by, like, a small thing, like, like, let's say your partner did or something at work that happened And then I feel like it like leads into these deeper things of like, oh, well, why do you feel like that? And I feel like that like brings meaning too to be like, oh, 
this is how I'm like connecting like past and present mm-hmm. versus like let me just talk about all my trauma although there is a time and place for that for sure and some people might even that might just be what some people need to do completely yeah. but yeah I guess you're recognizing that it's like also I guess it's letting the person know you a bit more too like not just your traumas but like just you like as a person like you know yeah yeah definitely and I think in general I can be like take longer you know to like open up to people so I don't know you know like I feel like it was just wasn't a good good mix because like maybe with somebody else it'd still be difficult for me but maybe a little easier I had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. So it's like my like only experience with that. And it was hard because when I was yeah. looking for a therapist, like I the first woman I talked to, I felt like really comfortable, like instantly. And like way more comfortable than I felt with the one that I went with. But there was that whole thing you know about it with like my boyfriend he also Mm -hmm. had a consultation with that same therapist but we didn't know because he was looking for a therapist at the same time as me and we didn't know we talked to the same one and we were like talking to each other like oh yeah we found this one like I feel really good about her and then later found out it was the same woman so you're like uh you know it's like hard because I wanted her as a therapist but at the same time like I didn't want to like take that from him and then he felt the same way yeah Yeah. like who gets it and it almost feels unfair if one person did and the other didn't right so it's kind of like oh okay at the end of like end of the day we decided like neither of us are gonna go with her which like felt I feel like it was the best thing to do but it also just felt like uh you know because I yeah kind of unfair Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, that'd be so hard. Oh my god. Yeah, and then and then like also, you know, Dolphin ended up finding a therapist that he really likes, and he's still with him today. They've been together for like a long time, and then I just didn't ever find someone that I jived with. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the one that got away. Eh? Oh, yeah, that sucks so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like it's like. Also, I think remember like I'm remembering like the conversations we had at the time and and after, and I feel like a lot of it, you know, you were saying you had trouble opening up and all this stuff, which is like fair and that's normal, like probably given your past and whatever. And I think that's normal for a lot of people in therapy. But I feel like maybe you were like overly putting it on yourself of like, oh, I need to work on opening up and all that stuff, rather than like getting help with it from the therapist or being like oh well maybe also this therapist is also making it a little hard I mean it's hard to tell like I said what's you what's the therapist it's so hard you know yeah it really is and it it couldn't be neither it could just be like wrong place wrong time also you know so Mm -hmm. yeah it's so tricky but yeah sounds like it was just a little a little bit incompatible like did she end up like forgetting other stuff like I know she forgot the stone like did that ever happen because I know that's a very common experience with people in therapy it's like a common rupture that people have with their therapists of like them forgetting something 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like it happened before, but I, I don't remember. Yeah. The specifics of it. I think it happened one other time. <clears throat> and, like, I would think about it and think about it. And I, I was, like, really proud that I brought it up because that can be a really hard thing to do. And obviously she was, like, apologetic and stuff. But it still happened, you know? Like, it still. Yeah. Ruptured yeah. That's the hard thing is, like, because I feel like it's not necessarily a bad thing if your therapist forgets a detail like I feel like that's kind of a a given like it's probably going to happen you know at some point during therapy and it is a really great yeah. opportunity like I wouldn't even look at it as a negative because it's like it's a good opportunity to bring that up to them and be like hey it kind of hurt my feelings when you forgot this or you forgot this and it made me feel this and have them give them the chance to like respond well to you and repair that and like that can be a really healing experience, especially if you've never had, were able to have that experience with like, let's say your parents or your caregivers or like in a bad relationship before you never had the chance to bring up like grievances you had and have them being met with like compassion and understanding. So it's great. But then it's like, if that just continues to happen to a certain degree, along with like maybe other stuff, like not feeling super connected, then it's just like, okay, I don't really feel cared for in this relationship. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's very hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, that recently happened with my therapist. Like, she forgot that I couldn't drive or something. Like, she just offhandedly said, like, oh, uh, did you drive yourself or did, like, someone else drive you? And I didn't say anything in the moment because it's, like, you know it's awkward and like I'm not completely comfortable and I remember just thinking about it and it kind of hurt because when I told her about why I don't drive like we had discussed this before and it was like a traumatic thing for me like I remember like crying and like there's a whole story behind it and like how I feel a lot of shame around it and like tra- different traumas that mm-hmm. happened around that time of my life and so it felt like she was forgetting about all of that not just that I couldn't drive you know, that's what made it more significant, right? Because in the same session, she also forgot, like, that Basil is, like, a mm. cat and not a dog. But that didn't really hurt because there's no, like, significance behind that. That was just, like, oh, she probably has a lot of clients that have pets. Like, not a big deal. Yeah. But, like, I did bring it up to her. And I I think, you know, we do have to pat ourselves on the back to do when we do that because it's really hard to, like, bring that stuff up. And it's like so nerve wracking, but I brought it up yeah. and she, she responded really good, like really well. Really and is. I felt like she really took it seriously. And I mean, she's still like training to be a therapist technically. Like, well, she's like gone through school and everything. Right. But like, this is kind of her last, like last bit before she like becomes certified and stuff. So, you know, she was even saying that like, She's learning how to deal with this too, which is kind of an interesting dynamic too, because, you know, I, she's kind of like, oh, you're teaching me stuff. And then she's like, not that that's your job or anything, (laughs) but you know, like I'm learning from this for sure. And like, that was nice. And she, you know, she was kind of saying like, I do need to find a way to like keep information in my head because I don't like writing stuff down. Like I like looking at the person and like, you know, 
judging their facial facial expressions and all that stuff, which I would rather her do than write stuff down the whole time. So there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I guess I was kind of like, yeah, yes, I do want her to like work on that and remember that. But also at the same time, I was kind of in my head thinking, but it's okay if you forget something else, like obviously to an extent, but like, I wouldn't even see that as like a negative thing always because it does give an opportunity to advocate for yourself and like have that like corrective healing experience with someone who's just going to respond like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like that must hurt. And you know, all of that. And then it's good practice for when these things happen in real life. Like obviously (laughs) probably not like someone forgetting that you can't drive in real life, but you know, when someone says something that bothers you or they trigger you accidentally, it's good practice to bring that up you know, because it's hard to do that in personal relationships too. So I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing, I guess, is what I'm trying to, trying to say. (laughs) Um, I kind of think the same thing with like parenting. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you could make a mistake and then apologize to your child. Right. And you could think of like, oh, I just like, need to not make as many mistakes and la 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 but I feel like if you never made a mistake you would never model that behavior of hey when someone makes a mistake they apologize to you like if you never made a mistake when would you model that you know what I mean so it's not even a negative thing it's actually a positive thing but I totally get the feeling like you obviously don't want to hurt your kids feelings and stuff but that's kind of how I see it anyway just like yeah it can be like a correct yeah. experience. Yeah, and good modeling, good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I have also only been to one other therapist, like, and it was a couples therapist. So we were seeing him for about I don't even know, maybe like six months maybe four or six months, I want to say. And yeah, that didn't work out Mm -hmm. either. Um, Well, it was a cost thing as well. It was pretty expensive. It was like $140 for a session. I know, which is like, it's obviously being split between two people. So it is like 70 bucks each, but still. (laughs) Still, I feel like when... When it's that expensive, like like I was saying before, like I felt like I had to go straight into my traumas because I feel like I had to like make the most out of what I was paying and like make the most of every session, even though it's probably not the best way to go about it. But it's like just like a like a stress on you. Yeah, that's so true. And like I feel like when something's more expensive too, especially if, like expensive in a way where like you feel like it's maybe putting you in a bad spot and you're stretching for it, you're also going to judge it so much more harshly. Like if things don't go well or whatever, you're like, what? I'm paying all this money for this. You know what I mean? You just get that feeling even mm-hmm. though you don't want to. That is so true. <laughs> like when I'd have a, like a not so great session, like it wouldn't even be bad. It just wouldn't be like super connected and super great. I'd be like, uh, like, is this worth it? Do I want to go to therapy? Like just questioning it all the time. That's so true. Yeah, that is so true. I feel like it's like if you 
are going to therapy, you need to find a price per session that almost like works out per month. So you're not even thinking of it as a per session thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to therapy for the whole month for this much, you know, kind of thing. So then you're not like judging each each session Mm -hmm. because honestly, there are some sessions where you just don't feel the best after. And that's normal. That's not bad therapy. It's literally normal. Yeah. It's so normal. And like not every session is going to be great where you're going to feel good after or feel like connected or like, you know, it's like just not going to be like that because every day is different. (laughs) So yeah. And sometimes you might even feel a bit worse. Like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like being honest you know you might even feel a little worse like things might come up and like you know they might even come up at like a little bit closer to the end of the session and then the session just has to end and then you're just left like with these uncomfortable feelings but that is also part of therapy and obviously it's not every session like if you're leaving every session feeling worse I don't think that's good but yeah, yeah I'll have sessions where I come out of it feeling like great like oh my god like life is amazing and <laughs> we'll have sessions where it's just like meh and then sessions where it's like oh I feel worse like oh all these like uncomfortable feelings so to have a price that allows you to like feel okay about that I feel like is really important because like you said if you're stretching and you feel like every session has to be like mind-blowing and like worth every penny that's such a pressure to put on yourself and on your therapist like that's so much pressure so yeah yeah, yeah. It was like expensive with Sean and I, so we could only afford it every two weeks, which starting off is not great. I feel like if you're starting with a therapist, especially if you have some like significant trauma, you should be trying to go like once a week. I just find it really hard, especially at first. I just find it really hard to like stay in touch and stay connected. Like two weeks feels like forever in therapy time. <laughs> wherever and like you almost feel like sometimes you're just catching up on everything that happened before you even get to talking and the sessions are only like 50 minutes so imagine like you're only talking to someone twice a month for 50 minutes that's nothing yeah it's nothing so so fast cost bad time like amount of time we were going not good so that was already something. And um, well, before I get into like my experience with him, it, when we were looking, we were kind of like, you know, doing a bunch of those consultation calls where it's just like a free like 20 minutes, 30 minute kind of thing. And we were going through a few. And I remember there's this one girl who she like... <laughs> We got on and she's like, oh, hi, guys. So, like, what's going on? Like, what issues do you think you have? And we were just like, oh, so we think. And she was like, nope. And then she's like, turn towards each other. Like, so harsh and so, like, sudden. <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> just, like, turn towards each other. And both Sean and I were kind of looking at each other like, oh, I don't like her energy instantly. And the thing is, though, the turning towards each other really worked because we would just basically be like if she asked a question and we'd start telling it to her, she'd be like, no, no, say it to each other. So 
I would say it like to Sean and like look at him. And then if there was like something she wanted us to go deeper into or like pause on, then she'd be like, oh, actually, like, what do you mean by that? Like, Sean, can you go deeper into that and tell Sunny like what you mean by that? And that was so helpful, actually. And I feel like we actually made like progress just in that one session and came out of it feeling more connected because we were like talking to each other, telling us, telling each other these things. But we we did not like her personality at all. So I guess like that was kind of something that I kind of had in mind thinking that that's how couples therapy would go. And also I, you know, watch Dr. Kirk a lot on YouTube and he would always talk about how he has his couples like facing each other and stuff too. So I just was like, that's like couples therapy makes sense. Like maybe not always, but like for most of the time, like you're going to be talking to your partner, not, you know, you and your partner talking to the therapist kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, my that idea. Was like your idea. So when we first is. started seeing the therapist, like we had a good consultation with him. Like it was good vibes, everything, you know, that's why we went with him. I keep like trying not to say his name because <laughs> like I feel like it's going to slip out off my tongue. <laughs> but um, so we had this good consultation <laughs> and then I just feel like every session after we were always just both facing the computer because it's like virtual. I mean, didn't mention it, but your therapy was virtual too. And my current therapy is also virtual. This is all virtual. So we're both facing the computer. And I feel like he would ask us stuff and then like I'd answer to him. Sean would answer to him, you know? And I felt like after the sessions, I just didn't feel connected to Sean. Like I just felt like we were both talking to someone else for like an hour and you know mm-hmm. this is also just a style preference but he would also just talk a lot about like just bring up examples of what these things were or like oh well you know this like study blah 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 blah, blah you know and just like explain a lot about stuff which for me is not that useful because I do so much research about psychology and stuff on my own that I'm kind of like, that's not what I'm looking for in therapy. Like I'm not looking to be like educated necessarily in psychology. I'm more looking like to have a facilitated Mm -hmm. conversation, to have someone prompt me to go deeper into things. Again, totally a style thing for someone else. Like that could be exactly what they're looking for in therapy or could be a useful part of therapy. Yeah, I just felt like he would talk a lot sometimes. And because the sessions, again, were so costly and short and infrequent, I kind of was always like, okay, like, get on with what you're saying. Like, we don't have that much time to, like, talk about things, you know? So Mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to, like, get into the specifics of, like, between you. Yeah, not just, like, education kind of thing. So... That was one thing that like didn't really work, like just style wise, the like not facing each other and then the like a lot of psycho educating, <laughs> um, which I don't mind sometimes. Like I don't mind sometimes like my current therapist does that sometimes now, but it's way more balanced. Like I feel like it's way more me talking about stuff. Um, and then the other thing <laughs> was that he kept forgetting my name and this happened every single session that we had basically 
Yeah. Oh, no. So that would literally be so hard. I me. know, right? Like, it's like a very basic thing. And like I said, it's okay to have your therapist forget. I understand they have so many clients, like they're trying to memorize all these details. But when it happens, like every time, <laughs> you know, um, and he would call mm-hmm. me Sony instead of Sunny. That was like, he, like, he'd keep forgetting that my name's Sunny, not Sony. And he said it was because he knew someone or he oh, worked yeah. with somebody who looked very much like me and her name was Sony. So I already felt like he's not yeah. seeing me. <laughs> you know, he's like thinking of this other person. <laughs> so that was kind of, yeah, didn't make me feel very good. Um, especially because it kept happening again and again. Yeah. And then the other thing was, I felt like, you know, he's a male therapist. I felt like a lot of the time he was talking to like Sean more directly and kind of asking Sean questions. And sometimes there'd be whole sessions where mm-hmm. it was just focused more on Sean, which is fine. And I think that's normal in couples therapy but I think like for the amount of time we had and what I was looking for I was like I want to even just know how Sean's stuff relates to our relationship you know it felt almost like in I was watching them having individual therapy just kind of like yeah that's not what you want especially combined with the not remembering your name right yeah and so the thing was multiple times I brought this up saying like hey you know I don't really feel included in the conversation like I don't really feel like my side is being heard in this and he was always really great at responding to it and like being like oh I'm so proud that you brought this up and like I'm really glad that you didn't like people please with me because I know people pleasing is like a thing with you so like you were honest and da 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 so it was good but then it would just keep happening again and again. <laughs> and then, you know, combined with other stuff, right? Yeah. But, yeah, that just really didn't make me feel very heard in the conversation. Like, it didn't feel like a mutual thing. And then, so I think at one point I talked to Sean about it and I was like, I kind of, like, want to like ask him about first of all like homework that we could do maybe books that we could read like things in between the time because it's like such a long time in between sessions and then also like about facing each other and like the style and like how I want to like leave feeling more connected to him because like I did not feel very connected to Sean when we were leaving the sessions so we brought it up and his response Mm -hmm. was kind of interesting like I remember saying, like, um, yeah, like, I just feel like I want to face each other more and, like, leave feeling more connected and, like, that kind of thing. And then he was kind of saying, like, oh, well, the reason I didn't get you guys to face each other was because I feel like you already, like, communicate really well to each other and like talk kindly to each other so I feel like you guys wouldn't need that 
which is like interesting. But then he was still like, oh, but I can do that. So I'm like, I was confused because I was like, wait, is it like you only do that if they need help communicating or like, I don't know. Like I was confused and I felt like he wasn't really taking the initiative being like, okay, like if you guys could face each other, like telling us, he was almost like waiting for us to just like start facing each other, which was like so awkward because I'm looking to him for leadership, you know? So it's just like very confusing. I feel like there's something else in there, but I kind of forget. But yeah, it was like super confusing, just like, I don't know, like being like, oh, we're already like such great communication. So like, you don't want us to face each other kind of thing. Um, And another thing was, I feel like he, like sometimes Sean and I would struggle with, like if he was going through a hard time, I feel like it would kind of trigger me. And then like both of us were going through a hard time at the same time. And it's hard to like take care of each other while you're both triggered, you know? So we'd struggle with that sometimes. And when we told him about it, he was like, Oh, have you guys ever thought about just, like, taking turns, like, with the problem? And we were like, okay. So he wasn't very clear with it. So I remember one time Sean and I were, like, in that situation. And Sean was like, oh, we should do what he said and, like, just take turns. And let's just set a timer for like 20 minutes, 20 minutes and just go back and forth, like talking about our own stuff for like 20 minutes. So we tried that and it was kind of weird, you know, like Mm -hmm. it didn't really work. And then when we brought it up to him, he was like, oh, no, I didn't mean that, like taking turns like that. I meant like a whole day, like one person just focus, you just focus on one person's problem for like a whole day and then another person's problem for a whole day. And because, like, things probably can't get solved in, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Which I'm like, okay, sure, but easier said than done, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, a whole day, if you're already feeling like you need support, like, in that day from your partner, it'd be really hard to just put it all aside yeah and also like why if okay if that is what you're saying like why aren't we talking about how to form a strategy around that so the other person can actually trust that 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 is going to happen the next day you know kind of thing because I think that's the issue of like okay maybe I could put my feelings aside for a whole day if it wasn't that big of a trigger but how are we going to navigate yeah then returning to my feelings and stuff or returning to Sean's feelings the next day when I told my current therapist about it, yeah. about this, she was like, oh, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> she, was like, she was like, yeah, I didn't really, I don't really feel like, like, okay, sure, that's, like, great for people who, like, aren't traumatized at all, but I don't feel like that's, like, very trauma-informed. Like, obviously, if it was that easy, you guys probably would just do it. Like, oh, just take turns. Like, you know, that's the whole issue of it, is it's hard to take turns when you're yeah, triggered yeah. about something and when 
you're feeling sensitive. And like you said, you need care in that moment. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? So also just saying it offhand, like you guys should just take turns, but not going into the details right? on how is like, okay. Yeah. Like what's the strategy? Like, you know, like there's just no talk about that. And I felt like he was very complimentary, which was really nice. Like I like having a therapist that's like compliments me a lot, but I just feel like part of me just wondering, like, did he get like a, an inaccurate representation of how the relationship actually was? Like he's thinking that like, we're so great and everything. Not that we aren't great. Like Sean mm. and I are great, but we also have our, our issues that we're going to therapy for. Right. So I don't know. Like yeah. that was a bit weird. And then I feel like the other thing that I just didn't like was one time, like we were talking about chores and stuff and how I feel like very frustrated with the chores. Like it's like feels mm-hmm. unequal and like, you know, I just like want more help with it and stuff. And he made some like comment and it was weird. Cause again, it was directed to Sean and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they say, like, like cleaning, like, a uh, partner cleaning for women is, like, porn. And I was just, like, I felt kind of weird about that. Like, it felt a little, like, degrading or something. Yeah, I definitely feel weird about that comment. You know? Especially because it's, like, it's not, like, porn to me. It's just literally, like... I want an equal dynamic in a household. Like, it's not weird or, like, yeah. just some extra thing that I need. It's literally just, like, yeah. hey, this is, like, we're two adults living together. And I feel like. Basic <laughs> living, like, things you have to do. It's not something that, like, turns me on. And I don't know. Just the way that he was, like, saying it to Sean while I'm right there was just, like, weird. You know, so yeah. that was like kind of something weird too. And I feel like the session where we like asked him about all these changes and like, can we face each other and all that stuff? That was literally our last session. Cause I just felt like the way that he responded to it and whatever was just like so weird. And then like, I think at the same time, I don't remember what's happened, but I think I like lost my job. Like I was switching jobs and I couldn't afford it anymore. So we were just like, let's just not. We just sent him an email. Like, we didn't even have a last session. And just, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course it wasn't all negative. And I'm sure, like, with your therapist, too. Like, it's not – it wasn't all negative, of course. No, no. The same thing happened to me, though. I sent them an email, and we didn't have a closing session. Yeah, it's always so awkward when it's like that. I know. Yeah. yeah but that's like but i don't want to pay for like a closing session. right i that was my issue she was like oh like we should have a closing session uh, it's good to like talk about things for one last time and i just like didn't want to i didn't want to pay like i was already done i was always like already decided that i don't want to go anymore so i didn't want to pay again you know yeah no yeah yeah it's just, like, when the cost is so much, I just can't really, like, afford to, like, have a closing session. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, the cost of things really does make a huge difference. Because think about it. Like, 
that closing session could have been really beneficial, but because the cost is too much, you're not able to, or because the cost is too much, you're judging things more harshly. You're trying to rush through, you know, therapy and like opening up and stuff. So I feel like it is really about finding something that is affordable because right now, like what I'm paying, like $22 a session or whatever, like, you know, $20 plus tax, it, you know, obviously I think I could, you know, it's still sometimes a stretch for me, but I feel like good enough about it where I don't feel like if I have a bad session or whatever that I'm like, oh, I didn't get my money's worth. You know, I'm kind of like, this is just the whole month of therapy. I'm just going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's not a bad price at all. And that's why like affordable therapy is so important. Like I was seeing TikToks of people I knew from college and they were like struggling. They're making a video and they're like, my life is like, oh, like going bad and I can't afford therapy. And there's so many people out there like that. And like, yes, you can find affordable therapy. Like it's definitely out there, but it's not the most accessible for people, especially if you're going through a hard time. And, like, you can't put yourself out there, like, as easily. And the just the amount of people I feel like that need therapy. <laughs> right? Like, well, first of all, it should definitely be part of, like, healthcare. You know, I think yeah. it is part of health. But, yeah, it's it's the hardest thing to do research and reach out and do all these consultation calls with multiple people and be trying to search for the right price when you're depressed and you're anxious and you're overwhelmed with life. Like actually I've been thinking about therapy for years. Right. And I feel like when I actually did find therapy was not when I was at my lowest, you know, I feel like I couldn't even do it when I was at my lowest. And I think I also did have this conception of like therapy is just literally like too expensive for me. Like minimum, it's going to be $80 a session. And it isn't true. Like there are affordable therapy. Like you were able to see it there. Like you were looking at therapists that were like $10 a session, right? I found a therapist that was $20 a session. Like it's out there. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's not like the first thing that you see you have to look for it you have to search for it you have to even just advocate ask people hey Mm -hmm. can you go lower and that's super super hard when you're not doing Mm -hmm. well mentally you know so it is very important that you know affordable therapy becomes more accessible to everybody it just should be you know it's important because People are literally dying from this. People are not living the life that they want to live. And, you know, it's not taken seriously. So, yeah. I mean, also, (laughs) it's hard to find a therapist. I mean, you know, you know this. Like, to find a therapist and then you have a bad experience and then finding another therapist? So hard. (laughs) It is really hard. It is really hard. And one consultation you can get a vibe but you don't really know you know you don't really know what it's gonna be like absolutely when you're yeah. going like week to week and you know again with the money thing like I like I don't want to just be like spending money to see someone 
for one month and being like, oh, it's not for me. And then feeling like, oh, even though, you know, you never wasted your money, it's all just an experience, which I have to like remind myself. But at the end of the day, you don't want that to happen. Like you do want to find a therapist that works for you. And you'd be so hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it can. And honestly, I feel very like, lucky that my experience has been like the first therapist that I found like individual therapist because my battle my bad experience was with the couples therapy my my therapist now like she's great but she was the first one that I saw I mean I had some consultations you know back in the day and stuff but she's the first one that I just kind of started seeing and I feel like it's going well and you know who knows time will tell But that is not everyone's, that's not the typical experience, I think. I think most people see a few therapists before they land on something. It's kind of like finding a friend or dating someone. You're not going to, like, expect the first person you date is going to be your soulmate, you know? So, but yeah, if, like, when there's cost Mm -hmm. involved, it can be hard to just, you know, move on to the next therapist and not feel like you wasted your money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, consultations can be, like, hard to, like, it takes a lot of time to find a therapist. You've got to, like, yeah. put in the work, like, and when you're not feeling good, like we were saying before, who wants to put in that work? Yeah, yeah, it should be streamlined, it should be simpler. Yeah, you were saying, because you mm-hmm. you recently were going through some consultations. Yeah, yeah, I did quite a few. Yeah, and, like, you you had an experience that I had never even heard of. Whereas, like, someone interviewing you, not the therapist, even. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw a therapist online, and I liked their profile and what they were saying. So I emailed them. And then when I got an email back, the email was signed a different name. And I was like, oh, weird. And then we, I set up a consultation, and I got on the consultation. It was a different woman. And we were talking about stuff and she was asking me all these questions and what I wanted in therapy and like like kind of like a normal consultation but then it was like oh and then I'm going to put you with uh, somebody in our practice that I think would be a good match basically like kind of like a screening and so but then at the end they were like do you prefer like a certain person and so I said, yes, I prefer this person, the person that I saw. But it was very interesting. Yeah, because they would have just, like, taken that screening questions and then just put you with a therapist where you're paying for the first session. Where I'm like, I want to have a consultation with the person before I'm paying for a session. Right? And and I was confused, right? Because, like, oh, yes, I prefer this person. The next time, would I be paying for that? Or would it be another consultation? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. I feel like you really need to meet a therapist to just have a vibe for them, you know? Yeah, it was very interesting. And then another consultation I had, I liked the look of this profile. I went to the clinic. What do you call that? The group of people. Yeah, like the practice or the... The practice, yeah. yeah. And it was a very small practice. And they were... The person that I was looking at was... um training I guess that's why they were very affordable and they would consult with the 
like these people in the practice oh like kind of like um what do they call that like not someone that's coaching them but like they're kind of reporting that yeah and they wouldn't they wouldn't name names or anything but mm-hmm. they would ask like tell them about things and... or like a supervisor kind of thing. yeah yeah and one of the supervisors was somebody that went to high school with my brother oh that's so awkward I know and I was like no once I saw it, I was like no no yeah it's like even though they wouldn't know your name it wouldn't really anything yeah. it's just the feeling of it you know it's feeling yeah, like you're not a hundred percent open like you'd be a little closed off probably towards something probably yeah it's weird I was like oh that's so interesting never happened to me before hmm. where I like knew some like recognized somebody <laughs> Yeah, no, that's never happened to me either, I don't think. Yeah, that is interesting. You mean you never know? It's weird because, like, my therapist yeah. now, she lives, like, in the GTA. And I'm like, what if I just ran into her one day? That would be so weird. I, I always think that, too. Like, I, I had that thought, too, with my last therapist. I was like, what if, like, I just went to a grocery store? Because we were both living in Toronto. And I was like, I don't even know what area she lives in. What if she lives in the same area as me? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, because I was telling her recently about the the exhibit at the Royal Ontario Museum, the Fantastic Beasts exhibit, and she loves Harry Potter too. And she's like, oh, I got to write that down. Like, I should go to that. And I'm like, imagine we saw each other there. <laughs> oh my God, for real. Well, actually, this happened to my dad. My dad had a therapist for a while, and he was like a ukulele therapist. It was something like interesting. Like that. Yeah, it was like music therapy kind of thing. And my dad's really into ukulele, so kind of a good fit. And I think he stopped seeing him for some reason because of cost or something. And then he just goes to a party, and he's just like sitting around the fire with people. And then he like, starts talking to this guy and then he looks over and he's like wait and it's literally his therapist and he felt so awkward after that he's like how can I be myself at this party like can I talk to him right now can I get like therapy right now (laughs) no he's joking though Uh, yeah that'd be so yeah you know especially because he was friends with some of the people that my dad was at the party with that so like mutual friends I don't know. I always find it weird. You know, some people, when they get a good therapist, and then, like, let's say their friend's talking to them or something, and they're like, oh, you should just go to my therapist. I'm like, how could you do that? For me, I would feel so weird about that, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess some people just don't. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would never recommend my therapist to you, because I just feel too, too awkward. Like, I wouldn't feel like yeah. I could be open to talk about you. Not that I'm like talking about you in a bad way, but you know, of course you're coming. <laughs> like name is brought up, you know. So it'd just yeah, be weird. Sure. Like I think even for me, but also for the therapist, like it would be hard to balance that and like keep things confidential and make sure that you're not like being biased because you're going to hear both sides. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you weren't like if you were just like friends with somebody but you're not like you know 
super close to them. They're just like a friend. You're not besties like me and you. I know. Like, I can imagine <laughs> it, though. Like, just like a friend just being like, yeah, you should see this person. Yeah, totally. Really or maybe like a distant me. relative. Like, oh, it's my, like, sister's husband or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. Like, I, I can see it just not being a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Maybe I'm also just like selfish. I'm like, I want my therapist off for myself. I I don't even want to know that she's talking to other people. I just, I just like live in blissful ignorance. Like, nope, you're just talking to me. I'm the only person you're talking to. No, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, you know, you're you're just mine and mine only. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that was a pretty good conversation about the the bad therapy experiences I wish I could have remembered a little more about the couple's experience like couples therapy experience because there was something weird about like when we asked uh when he like we asked him to if we could face each other there was something weird there that I remember Sean and I were talking about after we're like wait that's kind of confusing like but I don't really remember anymore Mm -hmm. yeah no I, I feel like there are some things that happen too that I just don't remember anymore like it's like getting like more and more long ago (laughs) I just don't yeah remember yeah but looking back like even though maybe they were like a therapist that didn't work out for me I still am thankful for the experience and like you said like there's no wasted money or wasted time I still feel like I learned something even if it was hey this is what I don't want in the next therapist (laughs) um I still learned something and for me and you like I don't think the experiences were like really terrible I know some people have like really terrible therapists like unethical and all of that for us it was just more of like a vibe level thing maybe a style difference not compatible you know yeah Yeah, but like I am still thankful that I got the opportunity yeah Mm mm-hmm and like you said, I feel like I know what I want a little bit more now. Like going into the first experience, it's like, I have nothing to compare this to. I have no idea what it's like, what it's going to be like. And now I'm like, okay, I have an idea now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's kind of like a relationship, you know, like a bad relationship. Yeah, it sucks. Um, But you do learn something from it. You kind of come out of it the other side, knowing what you want in the next relationship a little bit more, maybe having a little higher standards for yourself, just getting to know yourself more even of like, oh, this is what I really want in a partner. So I would never like take like bad therapy experiences as like a reason to not go to therapy. Like I think that a bad therapy experience is probably better than no therapy at all obviously to an extent like you know not like your therapist is abusive or something but you know something where it just didn't work out yeah better than no therapy. yeah you don't want to be like traumatized by your therapy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah knock on wood I hope no one's <laughs> traumatized by the therapist but yeah I would just yeah. still like encourage everyone to go to therapy and give it a try um I feel like it's been very useful for me. I'm excited to keep going because I feel like a lot of therapy is about finding that person that you have a bond with and then sticking with them for enough time where you can have that those corrective experiences. You can begin to open up. You can just 
feel like someone really knows you. And I think that just takes time. You can't just do that in like a month. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely takes time. Yeah. So try it. Try looking for low cost therapy in your area. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, before we go, I did want to answer a question from one of our listeners, Nadal. Shout out. Um, this is not therapy related at all. <laughs> hey, Nadal. Um, but his question was, does pineapple go on pizza? What do you think? Yes. Yes. 100% <laughs> yes. I always get pineapple on my pizza. Like, always, even if it's not Hawaiian, I'll, like, choose that topping. I know. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to, like, lose a viewership by saying this. <laughs> but... I am a pineapple on pizza girl. Like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah, just like I'm a mushroom girl. I'm a garlic girl. I'm a pineapple girl, okay? Okay, yeah. Well, honestly, (laughs) for me, like, I'm really not picky about pizza toppings. I think a lot of pizza can be good, you know, with a variety of toppings. But I don't get what the big, like, uproar is about this pineapple thing because I'm like, it's not a new concept that's sweet can go with meat you know like you you know when you roast a ham sometimes you put pineapple with it right i was gonna say i was just gonna say that like roasted ham literally has pineapple slices yeah or like if you're grilling some kebabs like sometimes you put some pineapple on there and grill it of course like not everyone has to like everything like that's fine but this is like you know some people are like that's blasphemy it's disgust it's disgusting disgusting (laughs) like so weird it's like no you know so if you don't like pineapple on pizza totally fair like i get it because i you know some people do just like savory all the way through but don't judge Mm -hmm. people so harshly okay (laughs) like i've had clementine i have too and it's good and it's good. It's good. I don't know if I'd get it. You know, it's not my favorite thing. No. So I, I totally understand people who are like, yeah, I don't really like pineapple, but go for it. Like, that's how I feel about clementine. Yeah. Oh, have you heard, like, in some places they do, like, banana? Okay, for me, that's like, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard that, too. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't I don't even think I want to try it. Like, I'm I'm a little curious on what it would taste like, but part of my brain is just like no i let's put it this way i would not buy a whole pizza with that i would maybe if someone gave me a slice i would definitely try it but i'm not gonna waste my money on a good pizza with bananas yeah (laughs) but yeah um yeah i'm definitely a, a pineapple on pizza lover but i get it i get it if you're not to each their own um yeah but yeah thanks thanks for talking with me thanks for sharing about your bad therapy experiences i think it was very enlightening you know yeah thanks for having me on the show You're again welcome. and thanks for chatting with us that's all for today i hope you enjoyed And I hope you enjoyed the little extra listener question that we put at the end there about the pineapple on pizza. 
Um, I know might have been a controversial take, but gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I might do some more uh, listener questions like that. Um, I just find it fun to add that at the end of the episode. But um, before I go, of course, we have to thank the people that make this all possible, my patrons. First of all, we have a very special shout out to my Sunflower patrons, which is Branwyn, Edgar, Patty, and my lovely mom and dad. We have my Fern patron, Gar, and my Sprout patrons, Dolphin and Cat. Thank you all so, so much for supporting me. I couldn't do it without you, and I appreciate you every single day. If you would like a shout out at the end of every episode like this, as well as a secret episode every week for patrons ears only, make sure you look in the show notes of this episode or on my Instagram bio at Sunny Paxton to join up there. Bye for now.